Hello there. This is Mrs. D, the host of the Today's African Mom podcast. I am a counseling psychologist passionate about working with women, specifically teaching them about parenting and how to manage both their reproductive and overall health using fertility awareness. I want to help women step into their power and soar to their greatest potential by educating them about their mental and reproductive health plus their parenting mindset enabling them to own their legacy and make it a reality our social media handle on instagram and facebook is at managing families follow us and get tips that help you become a better mother please get yourself a copy of our free ebook titled Seven positive discipline tactics that work. Beating, yelling, and timeouts not included. We have had a rough two years, and it doesn't seem to be getting easier. With the new normal of uncertainty, how are we going to parent our children for a future we can hardly predict? How are you, as a parent, staying sane? How will you prepare your child? to survive in the world in 2042 when you can't even think and can hardly predict this year of 2022 if learning the tools and skills to navigate this uncharted territory of parenting in uncertain times is something you are interested in get access to the free whatsapp parenting challenge that will start on friday 28th january 2022 Join us as we challenge our mindset and shift it to become even better parents. Please find all the links mentioned in the show description. Today, I would like us to start our parenting learning series this year with some insights on differentiating between discipline and punishment. Our role as parents is to discipline and teach, not punish and harm our children. Discipline is usually defined by psychologists as training that is designed to establish desired habits of mind and behavior. The word discipline comes from the Latin word disciplina, which means teaching, learning, or instruction, and also the word discipulus, which means disciple or pupil. Punish comes from the Latin root punir, which means to chastise, to take vengeance for, and inflict a penalty on, or cause pain for some offense. To discipline means to teach or train or show and explain how to do something. You do not need to punish your child to teach them a specific habit. The differences between discipline and punishment goes much deeper than just the actual meaning of the words. There is also a difference in how a child's brain reacts to them. Punishment is not just a philosophically bad idea, but is actually very harmful to the brains of our children. Discipline impacts the forebrain, while punishment impacts the limbic system of the brain. The limbic system is a part of the brain involved in our behavioral and emotional responses, 
especially when it comes to behaviors we need for survival, like feeding, reproduction, caring for our young, fight or flight responses. You can find the structures of the limbic system buried deep within the brain, underneath the cerebral cortex and above the brainstem. The thalamus, hypothalamus, which are involved in the production of important hormones and regulation of thirst, hunger, mood, etc., and the basal ganglia, which is involved in the reward processing, habit formation, movement, and learning, are also involved in the actions of the limbic system. But two of the major structures are the hippocampus and the amygdala. Connections made in the hippocampus also help us associate memories with various senses, like the association between Christmas and the scent of chapati and chicken would be forged here. This would be most relevant to my audience in Kenya. The hippocampus is also important for spatial orientation, which means determining where you are in a given space, and our, abil our ability to navigate the world, and it is one site in the brain where new neurons are made from adult stem cells. This process is called neurogenesis and is a basis of one type of brain plasticity. This is a key brain structure for learning new things. The amygdala is located right next to the hippocampus. The left and the right amygdalae play a central role in our emotional responses, including feelings like pleasure, fear, anxiety, and anger. The amygdala also attaches emotional content to our memories, and so, it plays an important role in determining how robustly those memories are stored. Memories that have strong emotional meaning tend to stick. The amygdala does not just modify the strength and the emotional content of memories. It also plays a key role in forming new memories, specifically those related to fear. Fearful memories are able to be formed after only a few repetitions. This makes fear learning a popular way to investigate the mechanisms of memory formation, consolidation, and recall. Bringing this back from the science realm and into the lives of our children, our children don't perceive the punishment as a way of stopping bad behavior. They look at it as a life or death situation. It is about their survival. Their temporal lobe and brainstem activity kicks into full force. The body perceives stress and the adrenal glands make and release the hormone cortisol into the bloodstream. Cortisol is often called the stress hormone. It causes an increase in heart rate and blood pressure. A child that is constantly under stressful situations continually has an elevated heart rate and blood pressure, which eventually causes serious health problems in the future. Some of these problems include brain shrinkage, which leads to memory and learning difficulties, suppressed immune system, hypertension, depression, 
anxiety disorders, and many, many other ailments. Emotions like anger and rage can also cause the same problems like those experienced during times of fear. A frequently punished or even threatened to be punished child tends to remain in an alarmed state. This fight or flight reaction still kicks in even when the child faces mild frustration. And since the child's emotional brain doesn't need to consult the thinking one, then the child tends to react emotionally by acting out and frequently having uncontrolled emotional outbursts. Many studies on children and child psychology have shown that punishment, yelling, and threats tend to cause the children to suffer from weaker emotional regulation and tend towards implosive and aggressive behavior. As parents, one of our roles is to teach our children the important skill of emotional regulation and self-control. We help them to train their forebrain as it continues to grow and mature over the years. Remember we discussed that the maturation of the brain is from the back to the front. So we are there to help them train their forebrain as it continues to grow and mature as they get older. Maturity is at 25 years of age. Our children will learn to modulate their feelings through copying us and how we regulate our own negative feelings. If we are harsh in the face of mistakes, then our children will be harsh on themselves and even on others. So for example, if your child observes you getting very angry, using very vulgar words um, to other drivers, for example, on the road, then even as they play with their friends, as they tackle some difficult tasks, they'll use the same aggression, the same vulgar words that they saw us and had us using. The punishment cycle continues to feed itself. The child makes a mistake. The, par the parent punishes the child. The child expresses negative emotions and finds it harder to regulate themselves, leading to the negative behavior persisting and the punishment is enforced and sometimes even re-energized re to become even worse by the parent. This ends up spiraling into a never-ending negative cycle. We have discussed this before, that the ability to learn by observing and imitating others is unique to humans. Scientists discovered that a specific neuron circuit in the brain called the mirror neuron system is responsible for that capability. This neuron system not only allows us to imitate others' actions, but also understand the intentions of the action. This discovery may partially explain why it is so important that parents model the way they want their child to behave. Remember again, habits are caught, not taught. As parents, we'll have to keep practicing setting time aside each and every day for each child giving them a few minutes of love, attention, and affection. I agree, it will be a challenge for many of us, and it will be a learning curve for both us and our children. But remember, 
Practice makes progress. Progress, not perfection. Because both of you are still learning and will continue to learn. So what is positive discipline? This is a program developed by Dr. Jane Nelson, based on the work of Alfred Adler and Rudolf, Rudolf Dreykers. It primarily focuses on changing the belief behind the behavior, rather than focusing on only the behavior. So the core belief is, and the core belief behind positive discipline is that there are no bad children, only bad behavior. According to Dr. Nelson, there are five criteria for positive discipline. One, positive discipline is firm and kind at the same time. Two, it helps to give children a sense of belonging and significance. Three, it works for the long term, unlike punishments that work only for the time being. Four, it teaches life skills and social skills that will help them to respect others and solve conflicts peacefully. Five, it lets children discover their capabilities and use their personal power in constructive ways. This week I challenge you to try and practice setting time each day, a setting time aside each day for each child to give them love, attention and affection. Still again, remember it will be a learning curve for both of you. So keep practicing and progressing. From previous episodes, we have already discussed what we can do to replace the poor parenting habits we have been accustomed to. Something like beating, timeouts, and yelling. If you haven't listened to the episodes that discuss this, please do so. This episode is dedicated to my husband for the many years of friendship and marriage. Happy anniversary, Mr. D. As Lucius A. Seneca the Younger, usually just known as Seneca, said about friendship. One of the most beautiful qualities of true friendship is to understand and to be understood. From this Roman Stoic philosopher, Mr. D, I thank you for understanding and loving me. Remember to send us your questions or other topics that you'd like us to cover this year via text or WhatsApp on plus 254-783-534041 or via email on hello at managingfamilies.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, be blessed and continue focusing on what matters most to you and make the legacy you want to leave behind a reality. Ciao!